This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Stella Ray Herself podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to screenshot this or take an aesthetic pic or boomerang post it on your IG story, tag me so I can repost, retweet, share, all of that. And let me know your thoughts on anything we discuss down below. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I have a new background. I think this looks so much cuter and better than before. And until I have an official studio, this is just going to be the vibes. But yeah, I definitely just was not feeling my living room as the background anymore. This is a lot more just we're on set. It's cute. It's more of an actual background, you know, like before I just, it was just a little too unprofesh for me. This is a lot more on brand. How is everyone doing? Um, Christmas is in a couple days. And honestly, right now, I just feel like we can cancel it. Like I just, I don't know. I just, Bro, I've just been, let me know if you were late. I just have been feeling very overwhelmed and stressed out recently. I think just by the state of the world, because it's, I don't know, it's low-key been a stressful month um, because I got sick. I didn't have COVID, but I definitely got sick and... You know, I thought I was going to New York. I couldn't. And then just the holidays and just all this news about COVID. Like, everyone seems to be getting COVID, getting sick. And cases are just rising and rising again. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's very overwhelming and stressful. And I don't know. It's like a new kind of stress for me, at least. Because last year... We still had the hope of the vaccine. And while vaccines and the boosters are definitely shown and have been proven to, you know, work, (laughs) it's still, you know, I see articles like, oh, well, a strain of COVID that is vaccine resistant is likely to develop or, oh, Omicron and Delta are likely to combine with each other and you know give you a really bad case it's just like bro and then with the holidays and stuff and just like traveling and it's like I've already had to cancel the trip it's just it's just very overwhelming and I just want it to be next year like I just want to skip these holidays and all this like oh holiday travels there's so many people traveling so many people getting sick blah 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 um I just want it to be January, I just want to be on my grind, stay in the house, make my content, mind my own business. Um, yeah, because it just feels like, ew. It's just like so stressful, dude. Um, so I just really wonder how 2022 is going to go as far as all of that goes. And next week's episode, we will be talking about New Year's on a more, you know, just fun, relatable reflection type of way so you have that to look forward to last episode of the year 
And this year I've just been so consistent. Okay, let's not like get into that. Let's save it for the actual last episode. But this year I've just been so consistent with my podcast and I feel like it's improved a lot. And that's just very exciting to me. So I'm excited for this new year, like on a personal level. But then it's like also I'm kind of just dreading it (laughs) on a wide scale global level. Like we're literally entering our third year dealing with this and it just makes me wonder what life would be like, what my life would look like and be like if this had never happened, you know? And part of it's like, okay, it's useless to think about that because it's not like you can go back and change it, but it's like, I don't know, part of me is curious. Um, Yeah, so also thank you to everyone who watched or listened to last week's episode with Sonia. I got a really good response from that and it was honestly just really fun to record with her you know just because that's my bro and we I feel like we're just very comfortable together on camera which helps a lot um and I just really like how the episode turned out so if you haven't listened to that yet it's definitely different I did get some I have gotten some mixed feedback just in the sense of having a guest because I had Bougie Billy on and then I had Sonia on and some people were like oh I just listened for you Um, the guest vibe it's just like a different type of vibe and I prefer you but some people really like the guests so I guess we'll see where it goes in this upcoming year um also I am thinking about live streaming my podcast so let me know if that would be something you guys were interested in or maybe doing like a live one and then like a pre-recorded like We'll have to see, but I definitely have a lot of ideas and I'm very excited. So if you have any feedback for me, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy as much, topics that you like, topics that you want more of on here, definitely let me know. On the topic of, I guess kind of on the topic of social media, this has been something that's been on my mind for a while. And I just, it's so funny because I was already planning to talk about this. And then I saw someone I know post something related to it literally right before I hit record. So let's talk. Also, if you've been watching my Instagram stories, I've been not really on a mission or a journey, but I've been reviewing lightly the different Starbucks flavors, the syrups, the holiday beverages. And I just always come back to my OG, a cold beer with oat milk and two pumps of classic syrup. It's just the perfect coffee for me. Oh my God, dude, I've just been... Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just winter, but I just feel like I've just been so cold. Well, obviously because it's cold. Obviously that's because of winter. But I just have been so like uncomfortable recently, like either way too cold. I feel like I've just been way more hungry recently. So let me know if you relate. We still have time to turn it around. But yeah, it's just not gone how I planned or like expected. And it's just all this like impending doom from the world ending. It's just, like, been a lot. But, you know, we can only do what we can do. And I share that just to let you guys know if you are feeling that way yet, too. Just to, like, make sure... Just to let you know you're not alone in feeling that way. But it's, like, the PMS feeling, like, never stopped, you know? <laughs> I'm supposed to be feeling good right now, and I just don't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so this topic um, is just, okay, this is the thing. Instagram is a tool. 
And I feel like so much of your experience depends on who you follow, what kind of content you consume. And, you know, Instagram is going to show you more of what you look at. So when I see people say things like, oh, Instagram is just the worst thing to ever happen to this generation. Instagram is melting our brains. Instagram is so toxic. This, that. It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't really have a bad experience as far as that goes. Like, I get frustrated with it from a creator perspective, you know, when they change things or like, I don't know, like a big thing was like when they changed the algorithm, whatever, or like, oh, they changed the, where the button is. So now you got to click up here instead of on the bottom center for like a new post. But it's like, for me, my Instagram experience as a user and a content consumer is not this horrible, toxic experience where I hate my body all of a sudden and I'm so jealous and I'm just like having the worst time and my self-esteem is plummeting. Like, bro, I follow people I know. I follow therapists, therapy pages. I follow some astrology pages, some like, you know, what are they like? I forget what they're called. There's one for LA, one for New York, but it's like, you know trendy things that are happening in a city, different pop-ups, restaurants. There's like a date spot, New York page I follow. They just post restaurants. Like what, who are you following and what kind of content are you consuming to where Instagram's showing you more of that? Um, Like what's making you feel like it's this horrible place? Because it doesn't have to be. Like just unfollow people that are making you feel that way. Like, I don't know. I just don't have this horrible experience. And, like, with Twitter, too, like, bro, I just, I don't follow people that are putting negativity on my timeline. And, like, negativity can look different to anyone. Like, for example, there's been, like, negativity can just be, like, someone complaining. But then it can be, like, you know, what really comes to mind, like, a bro that I know in person, and then their tweets are just, like, oh, yeah, I support the baby. Bro, I'm going to unfollow you because that's just going to piss me off. Like, I'm not... I don't want to see that. Like, I want to see... <laughs> like... Yeah. Tory Lanez, I, I'm definitely on his side. <laughs> I just watched a video about that, so that's why that was the first example to come to mind. But, like, your social media experiences do not need to be this horrible thing. Oh, my God. I just keep comparing my body to other people. Like, so if you do feel that way... I think it's time to take a little accountability. So sorry for the traffic. Okay, this is really funny, but I recently did this reel for a hair care brand and they wanted a version with a voiceover because I don't really do voiceovers on my like get ready with me's or little mini tutorials usually. I just do music, Um, but they wanted a voiceover. So I recorded it and I did not even notice, but they were like, oh, we really like it, but can you re-record this part because there were sirens in the background and it's really distracting. And I was like, bro, like, I literally did not even notice. <laughs> like, how did I not notice? Because I'm, like, like, what? <laughs> like, am I that used to it? Like, maybe it was just distant and I don't know. But it just made me think of that girl who commented on my podcast. Like, um, the sirens in the background were really distracting while I was listening to this while driving. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. I'm so sorry. Like, my bad for real. Anyway, um, yes, so if you are feeling that way, bro, unfollow the people that make you feel that way. Like, it's not hard. 
I mean, I should like not to like blame anyone. Like I'm just trying to like help you out, but <laughs> also it's just funny when people like like the specific person who just keeps talking about how much they hate Instagram. It's like, bro, you are on Instagram every day. I see your stories every day. Like you're just on here to complain about it. Like if it's really, if it's really bothering you that much, like you could just not go on it. You could delete your account. You could delete the app off your phone. Like obviously there's something keeping you here. And like, I don't know. It's just like, if it won't, like I'm just not going to follow. Like I'm not following you know, tons, I follow a few other, you know, influencers, content creators, like, but I'm, I don't know, it's like, none of them make me feel like, oh, I need to compare my body, or like, oh, they're making me feel so insecure or worthless, or like, oh, I hate following them, it's like, no, I think they're cute, I like their vlogs, or like, I like their content, so I'm gonna follow, like, or I I get inspired, like, I'm not here to follow people, just, like, I don't know, it's like, what, What's worth a follow? What makes an account or a page worth your follow, you know? Because there's just so many accounts that are so inspiring and, like, good vibes and whatever your interests are, like, you can find that. And I'll show you. Therefore, the algorithm will show you more of that. Like, let's go on my algorithm or, like, my explore page right now. It's motherfucking memes, boundaries, Nails. Oh my god, this girl's BBL is huge. Okay, I don't know why it's recommending me that. <laughs> More memes. Learn your love language. More memes. Some engagement rings. Cute. Got a gut feeling. More nails. Some outfits. Like, it's... Bro, it's like... Do I feel horrible and disgusting after looking at that? No. <laughs> I feel like cute. Okay, I can move on with my day. Um, so if it's if you're really having like such a horrible time, like just I don't know, it's like a good time of year to do a social media cleanse. Like whatever page you're most active on, maybe it's Twitter for you, maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's TikTok, maybe it's YouTube. Just go and unfollow all the people that don't really like make you feel good. Cause it's the same kind of vibe as like you know, people in your life and, like, are people draining your energy or or are they making you feel better? Like, how do you feel after hanging out with someone or being around someone? Like, do you feel worse about yourself in your life and just life in general or do you feel good and, like, content and happy and inspired or whatever? And especially with social media, like, it's just, like, you have so much control, I feel, over, like, what you see. Like, you know? So, stop fucking complaining at that person that I felt like, shut the fuck up, do something about it then, like, anyway, that's kind of my thoughts about that, but I would love to hear your thoughts, um, because I know we have talked a lot on my podcast, and it's just a topic I hear about a lot, you know, um, Instagram changing our perspectives on body image, and, like, what the ideal body type is, and just making a lot of young girls very insecure and like, oh, social media is not real life. I do not follow any of the Kardashians. Like, I, I'm not following people just because they're, they look how I want to look or like, I don't know, like, there's a difference between, oh, I just like looking at like cute pictures or like aesthetic pics or like, there's some accounts that it's just like, oh, luxury lifestyle and then it's just like, you know, 
nice hotel rooms and like dinners and like outfits so it's like cute <laughs> but then like if you're following someone and you're just like the whole time it just makes you feel like shit about your own life and stuff it's like why are you following them <laughs> like bro like there's just so many other options so anyway great time of year for that cleanse also this is a great time of year to unfollow any man who has you and their close friends that just post sexual shit in there all the time unfollow them unfollow any weirdos like yeah it's time for a cleanse for real um also some people unfollowed me some like you know when you just like meet a bro out and you just like follow each other on instagram but you never hang out but it's like i don't know it's like sometimes it's like i don't have a reason to unfollow you so like whatever there was like two of those bros that unfollowed me and i was like bro i was only following you because we followed each other like i would have been unfollowed <laughs> social media is such a toxic place <laughs> it's like damn <laughs> what did i do <laughs> Um, but also, okay, I didn't really plan on talking about this, but it was kind of on my mind, um, and I know I've talked about this before, but something I've really learned is if, especially if you're trying to, like, build up your Instagram or your social media following, it's just so much better to, like, do... And maybe this is obvious and maybe this is just, like, outdated advice. Maybe this is just, like, something I wish I had known. Um, It's so much better to build up your following of, like, what you actually want your following to be. So, like, for example, I feel like I used to post a lot more ass pics and just, like, you know, sexy pics. Revealing pics, like, very targeted towards the male gaze. And I would do that because those photos would get a lot more likes it would get a lot more they would get a lot more attention but then it's like okay so who's gonna be my main audience like men who want to see that and then when it comes to like with with all this being said I have a few like male followers like straight men who actually watch all my content and vlogs and podcasts so shout out to y'all but I think a lot of men who follow me like it's like just because they think I'm hot um, and though they're not going to be the ones to like support Vlogmas or like listen to a podcast or like do the things that I actually am interested in doing or like the content I'm interested in creating on a day to day basis, you know, it's so, like sometimes, yeah, I want to pop out with like a, a cute pic or showing off my body, whatever, swimsuit pic. Um, but that's not my brand. Um, so it's something I've kind of had to learn especially over this past year where I've actually started like doing more shit on Instagram besides just like posting pics. It's not fucking 2016. Okay. Get with the times me at me. I did finally get with the times. Thank God. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of like that transition, I guess. And it's just like, damn, I wish I had just done this from the start instead of just, you know, getting quick, fast likes, just, Oh, because I have my ass out. But then unless like another post where I'm talking about something actually serious or like, you know, more for the girls, gays, and theys, it's like going to get less likes or interaction because all my followers are fucking straight men. So anyway, just something to think about. 
um it's better to like build slowly than to just like get those fast likes from showing your ass unless that's like what the direction you want to go to you know if that's if like you're like fine with that being your target demographic or maybe you're doing of or like whatever like then you need to be doing that but if it's like you want to not do that then it's kind of like oh then this brand hits you up and then your audience is 70 percent men and they're like well our product is not meant for that so we can't work with you you know so just like something to keep in mind um but i feel like i've definitely gotten a lot better at that um and yeah i've just been having a lot more fun making content like yeah like reels and tiktoks and stuff so anyway and my podcast i just feel like it's like come a long way this year and i've i'm just like grateful for that and excited to like keep going like i finally feel like i have like a thing and i know i've talked about that like over this past year here and there but it's just a good feeling you know yeah so anyway i wanted to talk about kind of a controversial subject today on the topic of instagram and body image and body standards um i wanted to talk about the age-old topic is plastic surgery and body modifications facial modifications like fillers and botox feminist so someone tagged me in this tiktok i should have saved it god damn it um but this girl she was probably around my age maybe a little bit younger was talking about plastic surgery no she was talking about botox specifically and like how she can't believe there's like 19 year olds getting botox like preventative botox because you don't even know what you look like yet you know like what if you actually like your self with wrinkles or yourself when you're older more than now she talked about how she's watching parks and rec and how she feels that amy poehler looks a lot better in later seasons than in earlier ones even though she is older and how there's this constant pressure um Basically, like, the standard is to look as young as possible, you know? And youth is, like, beauty, and everyone just wants to look how they did when they were 21 or 18, 19, whatever. Um, so, y'all know me. I definitely, I mean, I've gotten Botox. I've fucking had plastic surgery. Or, I read an article, it was, like, plastic surgery is, like, for, like, medical reasons. It's cosmetic surgery if it's just for aesthetics. Like, plastic surgery would be, like, if you were, like, a burn victim, not going But cosmetic surgery is, like, a BBL. <laughs> anyway, so I definitely have, like, mixed opinions about this subject in general. So I don't really have, like, so much an answer as just different things that I've read. And I want to open up the conversation and ask you guys what you think about the subject. Because it, I just feel like this can go, like, so many different ways. Number one... Okay, well, I think my overall opinion is that you, like, blaming individuals or shaming individuals for getting surgery or changing, you know, getting injectables, getting fillers, whatever, is just not very productive. Because the truth is we do live in a society where we are rewarded when we fit the standard of beauty we're treated better we get more opportunities we're usually more successful um and that's not to say you can't be successful you know define success however you want or have an enjoyable good life 
without that, but it's like you may, it may not be as easy. You know, like pretty, pretty privilege is very real. So I think, I'm not saying that the woman in this TikTok was necessarily doing that, but I just feel like there's this vibe and I would know firsthand, okay, of like people wanting to shame individuals for changing their body um, permanently. And it's just like, what's the point? Like, if you're going to blame anyone, blame men, blame patriarchy, like, blame systems. Like, so anyway, I found, and don't worry, I'm going to, like, look over both, or I'm going to discuss both sides of this. But as far as, like, okay, well, I found this article on the New York Times titled, What Women Who Criticize Plastic Surgery Don't See. Um, so, Wait. This is from March 2020. Um, let me see. There are those... Basically, she was talking about, you know, oh, the whole, like, oh, natural bodies thing. This camp has co-opted the language of body positivity to shame women. Um, those on Team Natural claim that, you know... People who, like celebrities who have natural bodies, have ideal bodies. Like, they said Angela Simmons, Doja Cat, and Megan Thee Stallion, who both describe themselves as natural, have ideal bodies. But these women are all conventionally attractive with flat stomachs and round behinds. Um, the truth is the adherents of Team Natural are upholding the beauty hierarchy that has always existed. They are content to keep the, body, the narrow body standard just wide enough to accommodate women like them, but not to radically challenge the standard itself. Like many of the things that millennials dive into, plastic surgery has been oversimplified as unnecessary, self-obsessed, and harmful. But conventional plastic surgeries were remarkably safe. Still, horror stories about women left disfigured or dead after undergoing black market surgeries occasionally go viral. People latch onto them as cautionary tales or exploit them in an effort to publicly shame others. Me. Literally the amount of people that were like, you could die from that. It's like, babe, I already did it and I'm here and I'm fine so (laughs) it's like they just want some kind of way to and I'm not saying any everybody who's against plastic surgery but it's just that specific vibe it's like they just want any reason to like shame you so they're gonna like choose that because it's like what are you gonna how can you argue against safety but it's like you don't care about my safety and I like it's very like it's very safe what Rather than encourage women who choose only safe options for surgery, those who oppose these procedures condemn women for wanting to pursue them in the first place. See, um, I don't think that women who are staunchly against plastic surgery are worried about women's health or self-esteem. I think they are motivated by fear that their pretty privilege, the beauty they get to enjoy from meeting those standards without the help of a doctor, is at risk. If beauty becomes (laughs) democratized by more people simply paying surgeons for it, The proverbial finish line gets pushed further away, but upholding a limited body ideal and rewarding the cluster of folks closest to it isn't the solution. Embracing autonomy and a variety of body aesthetics is. The notion of beauty is fueled in part by exclusivity. Those relatively few who have it are revered. Whether we like it or not, we are all subject to privileges and disadvantages based on our appearance. We enhance ourselves with makeup, hair extensions, and fake nails because we are all under pressure to achieve the unattainable standards of Beyonce and the Kardashians. We adjust our bodies with shapewear and strategic clothing choices. 
Singling out plastic surgery as both unnecessary and unnatural is missing the bigger picture. People with marginalized bodies are acutely aware of the consequences of not meeting the standards of physical beauty. While some of us choose a path of radical self-acceptance and reject the beauty ideals that we've been told we haven't reached, many of us have instead found ways to leverage those standards for our, our own survival and success. We adopt certain beauty practices from fake lashes to cheek fillers in order to pass, to survive, and to thrive. A natural body movement that doesn't include all of us is the real danger. The truth is we will typically have better experiences, easier experiences, and be able to survive and thrive when we do fit ideals. So while that's not to say, oh, well, everyone should just get surgery or everyone should just, you know, succumb to the beauty standards. It's like to shame someone for wanting to fit that when they have this like deep rooted insecurity that's like so often it's so subconscious, you know, it's like we because we just place so much of our worth into how we look, but it's not like we decide to do that. You know, we've been taught like we've been socialized to think that way or to feel that way about ourselves. Um, so shaming people is just not like worth it. And while this um article was more so about surgery and the tiktok was about botox and more so like anti anti-aging preserving our youth etc um it is very similar in just the sense of beauty ideals and how youth is often considered the beauty ideal um so while i don't personally think because you know there's some women who think that who would just say, oh, plastic surgery is feminist because, you know, every woman should be able to decide what she wants to do with her body. It's like, okay, true, but it's just like, I, it's like, it's true. Like, we are succumbing to beauty ideals that are set by patriarchy and men, um, but I just don't think shaming people is going to fix any, like, it's not going to fix anything. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I feel like my life has improved so much since getting a BBL. And, like, it's just kind of crazy. I get treated, like, differently, you know, and better. So for someone to try to shame me, it's like, well, my literal experience has been because of this, my life has improved. So, like, I don't, on that kind of, like, personal level, it's just like, I don't really care what anyone has to say. And... <laughs> but that's not to say I'm like pro surgery because I know at the end of the day it's like this is just because of beauty standards and in an ideal world bro like we wouldn't even think like it would just be total body neutrality you know um because that was also part of the thing that, that kind of came to mind for me about that tiktok like oh well what if you look better when you're older it's like what do you mean by look better like if it if we truly were not you know, placing this importance on our looks at all, it wouldn't be, like, body positivity. It would be body neutrality. Like, it would just, like, it wouldn't matter whether we look better, quote-unquote, better while we're older or not because it just wouldn't matter. <laughs> so I think that is also something to work on more. Um, or, like, I, I wish I could remember the specific article that I was reading, but they use the example of like stretch marks and it's like oh they are stretch my stretch marks are beautiful they are my tiger stripes and it's like that's 
it's like you're just like it's still placing importance on how you look whereas again body neutrality would just be like okay i have these these exist it doesn't it doesn't matter like it's not it's neither good nor bad um so there's that then there was an article from the harper's bazaar about oh this was more so about teenage plastic surgery which i don't know i don't i don't really have too many thoughts on that they were talking a lot about social media though and like kylie jenner and the effects of these trends and just you know young girls seeing which is kind of like what we were talking about earlier young girls just you know seeing these women online who have had work done or have edited their photos and they think that's normal that's like sad like i don't i don't think you should like change your body before you're 18 because you're not even done growing or like developing and like even just my face has changed so much from like from when i was 18 to now like i feel like my face is more snatched <laughs> i lost a lot of baby fat like um tell me why someone <laughs> i had to wait for the sirens to go by but <laughs> tell me why this guy just commented on my like feminine urge i did like the feminine urge to completely rebrand every new year's <laughs> he commented i don't know if that's a feminine thing i always fight the urge to rebrand <laughs> When you're not on TikTok. <laughs> do I, like, explain to him? Do I not? <laughs> it's so... It's so funny when, like, bros I know follow me and, like, engage with my content that's, like, not for them. Like, but it's, like, I love it. But, like, it's just so funny. <laughs> but I love it because, like, there's nothing worse than when I do a poll on IG and, like, people I know don't do the poll. It's, like, you're just gonna click through my story and not, like... Do the con like do the work, bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding, it's not that serious. Anyway, okay. Now that there's no sirens, we can get back to this. Um, so at the end of this article, they're talking about Gabby and Nikki. This is like an old article. I think it's I don't know what year, but it's from a while ago. But they're talking about how Gabby deciding to get lip injections was empowering and how selfies and Instagram and cosmetic procedures are empowering the word empowering seemed more like anything like a way to deflect questions and shut down the conversation about cosmetic work altogether part of the game of getting cosmetic work still involves pretending you never had it and that you simply woke up prettier because of god femininity remains inextricably intertwined with notions of modesty effort is unattractive good plastic surgery looks like you never had it done it's all tied up with the myth of natural beauty so ironically while we're all very proud of our decisions, none of us want to own up to them. So can I just get a fucking round of applause for being open about my BBL from the beginning, bitch? <laughs> because I do disagree with that as well. But at the same time, it's like I understand because there's so much stigma and shame around plastic surgery. No wonder none of these bitches want to admit that they've had shit done. But then also it's like, if you are, if you get a BBL and then you start selling workout guides, like, that's fraud. <laughs> And doing your little before and after. Oh, this is, yeah, this is my body when I was 14 before puberty. And then this is me at 25 after a BBL and I've gained weight. Like, duh. <laughs> That's not your workout plan. That's surgery and nature. <laughs> um, if it's empowering, why is it a secret? Exactly. So it's just such a complex 
topic. You know, I feel like there's so many layers. Um, but I did read some, or I actually was watching an Instagram or a TikTok live from one of my favorite therapists on TikTok. So I'm at, so my mom's a therapist. Someone asked her while I was watching the live about, or maybe it was a TikTok. I think it was a live, but someone asked her what her thoughts on, you know, getting work done. I don't know if they were specifically talking about Botox and filler or actual surgery. Uh, but they basically asked her, like, what are your thoughts on getting work done? And she had such a great response as far as, like, on a personal level. She said something to the effect of, you know, if something's bothering you and you change it and then it's like you no longer have to think about that thing and you can just move on with your life and it's no longer this thing weighing you down, like, that's great. But it becomes a problem if once you do something or fix something, you feel like you fix something, then it's like you just keep looking for things to change or to fix or like it's like you're never done and I related to this so much and I think that's something I think that's one of the things I said in one of my first BBL videos was just like this was something that was just weighing me down like all the time every day it was an issue and same with acne like I there was a point where I would like cry every day because of how frustrated I was about my skin um, and now it's like, I don't even have to think about it. Like sometimes I'll get a pimple here or there, but it's like not this huge emotional thing where it's like, it affects my whole life and mood and day, like everything, you know, same with the BBL. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I kind of want to like, you know, build my legs up a little more in the gym, but it's not like this constant, just like, I'm always checking in the mirror. Like I'm just always like, oh my God, like, you know? Um, so it's like, if you're gonna do it, make sure you're doing it, I guess, with the right mindset. Yeah. Um, there was also this website, I think it was feminismindia.com. It was an article about plastic surgery. And they, they, I just like, this was so unrealistic to me. They said oh, just embrace your imperfections as perfect until you don't see them anymore. Yeah, try telling that to someone who has to, like, look at their acne. I mean, I'm sure people don't... I'm, I'm sure some people would put Accutane in the same category as, like, you know, getting work done. But, like... <laughs> bro, it's like... Yeah, I want to believe that. But then it's like when everyone, both in your own personal life and online, is constantly like berating you with insults and just like commenting on how you look and like, is it really realistic to just ignore it until you love yourself? Like maybe for some people, but that takes so much emotional energy. And it's like, if you could just do something as, I'm not trying to like downplay surgery. Surgery is not just like this simple thing, but like if you have this option and you're able to do it, like why not just do it? Because those were always like my two things, you know, like just kind of like my body shape, um, like the shape of my butt. Because even when I would build muscle, gain weight, like it just was never the shape that I wanted. And my skin, those were always like my two biggest insecurities. If someone had said to me, like, just ignore it until you love yourself. Like, that's just so unrealistic, bro. Like, you're not even giving people like a manual on how to do that or like the steps. Like, (sighs) 
and then it's still not body neutrality so it's just a very complex subject the thing is the truth is we do live in this world like i said at the beginning like i've said like probably eight times by now in this podcast we we do live in a world that especially as women like so much of our worth has to do with our looks so it's like i don't think that's necessarily going to change overnight so don't shame people for like wanting a better easier life or experience like for themselves I think it's like stay in your own lane. My answer to this is stay in your own lane. If someone you know is getting Botox and you disagree with that so much, you don't have to. No one's forcing you to like try to control what other people do. I think is a little bit like, okay, what's the real issue? Are you jealous? Like, are you scared they're going to look better than you? Quote unquote better. You know, like what's the real issue? Because I just do not feel the urge to like go around shaming people for like what they've had done. Like, what? (laughs) Bro, it doesn't affect me. Like, and it's just like, be glad the people who are being honest about it are being honest about it. Um, But I, yeah, like I do agree. When it comes down to it, it is patriarchy. And it's like, yeah, we shouldn't have to live like this, but (laughs) like we do. So it's like, like, don't comfort individuals. Like that's not going to solve anything. Um, so I don't really have like an answer or like a call to action. I guess I would just like to open up the convo. What do you think? Because I just feel like there, again, there's so many layers to this topic, to this issue. Um, and ultimately the more we shame people, the less they're going to be open about it. Um, the more they're going to hide when they do have work done and the more likely people are to choose unsafe options black market options so just stay in your own lane like yeah we can like talk about things and share our differences in opinion but that doesn't mean you have to like go around harassing people or like shaming people oh me yeah you (laughs) did you even go to the gym why do you care about preserving your youth so much you might look better when you're old it's like okay you don't have to like anyway i don't really know if that's like helpful at all or if i really contributed anything new to this conversation but let me know your thoughts i just think it's really interesting especially as someone who i mean has experienced surgery and injectables but no one's ever come for me for that um and who i mean i guess we're all kind of in this world i feel like in the olden days (laughs) probably just like 10 years ago it used to really be like oh la specifically is like oh plastic surgery capital and like but now i just feel like it's anywhere especially major cities but like we're all on social media we all see people who have had work done all the time did you guys see that tiktok that was like we are we're not meant to see this many beautiful people in our lifetime (laughs) like bro literally (laughs) because social media we're just seeing more people in general than we would without it, but also, like, so many more people have access to good makeup, filters, enhancements, surgery, etc. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, the individual portion of it, where it's like, okay, is this actually going to make me feel better, or is it just gonna, like, 
be an endless is there actually no finish line for me and then there's the like your relationship with other people am i shaming people am i saying my own lane and then there's like the wide wide global view of like this is just patriarchy and so much of our worth is based on how we look the truth is we are gonna have easier experiences when we do look more conventionally attractive so it's like a lot of things in one but yeah those are my thoughts i guess let me know your thoughts um yeah so when is venus retrograde specifically guys it's venus retrograde on the 19th so yeah it already happened as of this podcast going up and it was a full moon last week bro so it's venus retrograde until the end of january and mid-january it's also mercury retrograde so just get ready for a lot of reflections i do even though i'm kind of like uh it is, I feel, a good time of year to have these retrogrades and to take time, I guess, to reflect and ponder, you know? Because I feel like this time of year, I already naturally am inclined to do that. So we're going to see. But my mom sent me this article from moonscircles.com about Venus retrograde. And they had this little this article talks about this little 40-day challenge and it was kind of unique and they actually talk about in the beginning of the article how okay i'll just read it and this is moonscircles.com what today's astrologers typically say about venus retrograde is watch out difficulties with all things venus lie ahead she'll screw with your relationships your money your beauty your overall happiness as if venus were standing at an engine grinding out all these same dull fates year after year alas it's what happens when you take the sacred out of astrology The gods who used to use planets to send us divine messages are now caught in some mechanical assembly line, having lost all intelligence and creativity. And this is why often enough the dire predictions about Venus retrograde come true. Without a devotional approach to the sacred interval, we can easily fall prey to its subconscious traps. We can make bad decisions about money or love, especially if we've been neglecting our Venus needs. What's your best outcome? During the 40 days and nights of a Venus retrograde, quite simply, you can transform. You can use the supportive weeks ahead to become a better, more radiant version of yourself. So she, I really liked this article because it was kind of like, ooh, mystical, <laughs> but I liked the vibes. And she had this little chart um, about the different dates throughout Venus retrograde. When Venus goes retrograde, when Venus disappears as the evening star, when it's conjunct with the sun, when it emerges as the morning star, and when it goes direct. And for each of these points, there's like an activity to do. So I guess we'll just go through it. So on November 17th, Venus, and okay, some of you guys, a lot of you guys actually have asked me to talk more about astrology. I don't really feel like qualified. So I hope this is like enough for you, but definitely seek out articles and actual astrologers on YouTube or Twitter, IG, even TikTok. Um to get like in depth to you but I just like share what I read so I hope like everyone knows that like I'm not like certified or like an expert but I am interested in it and I do think a lot of the themes are usually very helpful and like aligned with it's usually like very aligned with what I'm currently going through so anyway so last month Venus went into the pre-retrograde shadow so 
that was a good time to like set your retrograde intention, make a plan for how to support this. And when Venus goes retrograde, which it did on the 19th, begin your 40 day commitment, especially with Venus and Capricorn, be willing to work for your success. Address important goals that will increase your self-respect. On January 2nd, Venus disappears as the evening star. And within this article, I'll link it down below so you can fully read it. But there was a story about um, the underworld and like meeting your crazy side or like your dark side. um, And just letting like all your frustrations and anger out. And she said in the article to like journal it all out. Um, and just really like, like saying, oh, I demand, like if you're really frustrated with your relationships or your current relationship or like your past relationships of this year or like, I guess of last year at this point, um, you know, just like write it all out, like get it all out. And there's like power within that anger or that frustration or sadness or whatever it is. Um, so then when Venus goes conjunct with the sun on January 9th, your view of matters may shift and a new clarity may appear. And then when Venus emerges as the morning star, she's like coming back from, you know, the underworld, the darkness. And it says, nurture the radiant strength that begins gathering inside. Venus's actual appearance depends on your horizon line, a moment eagerly awaited by ancient priests. <laughs> um, and then on the 29th, Venus goes direct celebrate how far you've come you're free to make new choices based on your 40 days of transformation be strategic about your future steps um so you know it can just be i think what really helps me during any kind of retrograde you know mercury retrograde is the most common one because it is the most frequent one there will be four mercury retrogrades in 2022 one of them happening in january or starting in january um keep I'm gonna really try to journal more and whenever I have a certain thought or like a realization or my intuition is kicking in I'm going to write it down and sometimes it can be just because I'm not in the habit of it but it can be challenging for me to sit down and like journal regularly and usually it's just the literal physicalities of it like sitting down picking up a pen I'm like oh my hand gets sore too quick or like so to that, I say to myself, just do what works. Like, if you have a sudden thought or, like, I don't know, maybe a repeating kind of train of thought, just write it in your notes app really quick and come back to it, like, when you actually do have the time or feel inclined to, like, fully journal about it or write it. For some of you, I know you do journal regularly, so that might be easy for you. But for those of us who don't, like, I did journal all throughout this past year, but it was definitely not regularly. So I guess that's one of my goals too, just for the year overall. So I guess this is a good way to start out the year, kind of already with that intention in mind. So hopefully it carries out for the rest of the year because it's such a great tool, you know, for getting things out like frustrations, but also just like for realizations and different thoughts you may have. It's good. It's very therapeutic, you know, in the moment, but also it's so fascinating and rewarding to look back on because you can really see your growth you know throughout the year or throughout the retrograde and see how you've changed when you realize certain stuff and especially when we're talking about relationships like writing things down as they happen then later allows you to look back on it and notice patterns and themes and like okay why did I attract all these similar people like what do I need to look 
at in myself, etc. So let me know if you have a regular journaling routine. If you don't, like me, kind of off brand for me to not, right? Maybe it makes me more relatable. <laughs> um, maybe we can start doing that for this retrograde. And again, it's like, it doesn't necessarily have to look like sitting down writing with a pen in a journal. Like, use your notes app. Maybe you want to use a Google Doc. Like, maybe, I don't know, sometimes I feel I feel like vlogging sometimes is like a journal, kind of like video diary. But some stuff, it's like, okay, I wouldn't want to post this. It's like stupid as fuck. You know? So whatever your medium is, it's like, do whatever works for you. Like, don't force yourself if it's not actually working. Anyway, so that's kind of the tea. We'll talk more about Mercury retrograde when it's here. But yeah, we're definitely starting this year off, I feel like, on a fresh slate. Or I guess it'll be a fresh slate after we have our realizations. But like after the retrogrades. But we're definitely going to be learning a lot. And hopefully this year just shows a lot of things that we have learned in our personal growth i'm excited even though i'm kind of like uh right now it's just we'll get past this and we'll come out stronger on the other side so let me know if you've already had any venus retrograde realizations if you've had any x's pop up already um let me know we love tea and i will be doing polls and q a's not q a's but like i'm asking the question you guys are answering it on instagram so definitely make sure you're following me on there to take part it doesn't have to be this horrible toxic place when you can take part in a stellar poll okay (laughs) i think that's all i have to talk about today so i hope you guys all have a great christmas if you celebrate stay safe wear your masks get your booster shots um don't drink too much if you're don't drink if you're not feeling good because it's just gonna make it worse but stay hydrated drink your tea and i will talk to you guys next week bye everyone